Not quite at 50, but this is episode 48 of the No One Cares Podcast, your favorite Thursday pod where we shed light on local creators of color, discuss music, social issues, pop culture, and much more. For today's episode, well, actually, hold on. I'm Devin, aka Devin No One Cares, your host as always. Today's episode, we have Crispies, um, some known as Tyler, some known as Crispies on the show, somebody who I've been admiring and I'm, I'm just so motivated by for, for years, been a fan of, um, have, I've had interviews with him while working with other publications in the past, but it was just nice to have a genuine conversation and really pick his brain. And really this whole episode is just about him and how he, you know, creates and how he looks at certain things and do certain, you know, handle certain moments. And just, I think there's a lot for, a lot for people to learn when it comes to doing what you love, creating by any means, understanding business, pushing through negativity and, and a lot more. So I think this is going to be a really great episode. Um, I had like a, I I, st- I have now and had like a really severe head cold. So like it was kind of hard for me in the beginning, but I eventually kicked it into gear. Um, but yeah, so I think this is an episode you'll definitely enjoy. So I'm not going to hold you up any longer. This is episode 48, Crispy's Conversation. This is episode 48, an episode that I'm fucking super excited for. Um, this is an episode that I've ha- I'm having this guest that I have today is somebody who I when I make my list and I'm, this is no bullshit when I made my list of like who do I want to have on the show you know potential guests da, 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 da. usually out of the first 10 people I put on that list his name was on there I just didn't know when I was going to approach him about it I didn't know if he was going to be cool with it but you know I think everything is timing and this all happens I guess timing was just right and on the show today I have somebody who I've been following for a long time of that doesn't make any sense. Been following for a long time. Crispy's is in my house. He's in the studio. This is, hey, he's hey, on the show. How you feeling, bro? What's up, man? How you feeling you? good? How's everything been going? Uh, everything's been good. How good. about you? Good, man. I got, got a little head cold, so I sound like Squidward and shit, but you know. That's okay. We're going to make do what we got to make do with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Real quick, also, before we get the show started, I want to introduce other people. You see you brought your friends with you, so I want to make sure it's a family affair. So if I can have y'all come up real quick. I know it's inconvenient. My bad, my bad. So come over here to my shoulder side over here. I want you to all introduce yourselves real quick. So I have Trayvon. AKA AKA Pirate Dono. On Instagram? On Instagram. That okay. And then I have Elizabeth. Okay. On you any Instagram, any socials? Yeah, at Little Brutacon. There we go. Okay. And last but not least, I have Celeste. Okay. And your Instagram social handles? Celestials. Boom. There it is. All right. Let's get shit in the gear because what's got me so hype about this, and I have to make sure I catch myself and don't stumble over my words because <clears throat> I'm actually excited. Like, I, I really, a while back, we first really officially met um, when I was working with Souls in Action at a Cool Kid show, and you were doing a live painting there with Javon. Shout out to him. Shout out, JTU. Yes. And, um, I had to do an interview with you and it was like kind of asking you, I think like 10 questions for the website. And, um, you know, last night I was thinking to myself, how do we, how do I have you up here and how do I approach you with a conversation that I think is full of genuine things that I want to know about you that I really, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, it's, 
I'm an inquisitive person and I'll never do a show where I'm just asking like the typical questions like, oh, you know, like, so how did you, you know, how did you get into this or da 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 da? It's like, yo, I really want to know this shit because like there's creatives out there like you who could learn something or who may be willing to create another day because they hear you say something that sparked a piece of, you know, peace of mind that they didn't have it before. So, um, I'm just really interested and excited for this. So let me go ahead and get into it. Before I get into this, how would you describe yourself? Who are, who is Tyler? Who is Crispy's if you had to describe yourself? Which one do you want me to go first? Oh, uh, let's do Tyler. Tyler is my day to day. It's like my daily driver. So my daily driver. Yeah. My daily driver. Um, that's, that's my birth name. And it's who I am throughout the day. Crispy's is is interesting. It's my art handle, essentially, mm-hmm. like my artist name. It's like your brand, right? Kind of. Yeah, it's what I present my body of work upon. Is Crispy's. And this is a quick side note. Your brother's name is which one? The one because I think when we first met, your name was Tyler, and my last name is Tyler. My first name is Devin. No, you have a brother oh, yeah. named Devin? I have a brother named Devin. Yeah. yeah he's from out a, here. See, I thought that was a weird random fact. But, um, man, bro, where do I even want to start? Like, you've been, you've literally been creating since you were, like, a little child. Like, since probably as young as you can remember. You've always probably been an artsy kid, correct? Yeah. So, what what is it, like, what do you, what was it that grew, like, drew you towards, you know, art and being artistic? Was there anything in particular or just you normally as a kid? Well... I felt like I was always kind of creative, mm-hmm. even as a kid, as a young kid. But when I was younger, I was always around my cousins. Yeah. And my cousins would draw a lot. And my uncle was just amazing at art. And I would see that, and I kind of wanted to make something of my own. I wanted to be able to like express my own ideas. I would make my own Pokemon and just strange stuff like that. You said express like your own ideas. Does it, does art art does something different for everybody? Is that kind of like your self expression, your therapy, when it comes to like creating art? I would call it my therapy, but I do it far too often for it to be my therapy. Ah, okay. So you said you do it often, right? Yeah. So I'm curious, how often do you do it? Like, what is the percentage of your day that you do art? I was looking at that question. Ah. So. <laughs> The percentage the of the day that I use for art has quickly gone from probably twenty percent to seventy or eighty percent. Seventy or art, bro? Why? Tell me why. Is it the, are you getting the bag now? Are you getting the bag and now it's like a job thing? Like what? I'm is by it? no means getting the bag, <laughs> but um, it's cool. I find ways to make money off of art every so often. Honestly, just like anything, art's a job, just like anything. Does that bother you that art's a job? I mean, because I feel like sometimes it can be a job. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've made it a job for myself. So you more so made it a job on your own terms instead of it becoming a job that like is kind of forced upon you. Yeah. So, so it's like I'm kind of mm-hmm. showcasing what I have available. Yeah. And then if people are interested, then they can hire me. What I know you said now that you freelance, so like yeah. you kind of. In a, in a sense, you're your own entrepreneur. What do you, what would you say is like, what do I want, man, I'm trying to, I'm, gonna have, I'm having way too many questions in my head. So I'm going to ask the question that's in my mind right now. What do you think about the growth of your art? Like when I think about what the art that I used to watch you do and the art that I see you do now, 
like I can still see the artistic inspiration kind of like, like the, I can still see that same artistic passion and inspiration there. Like that's always there in all your work. But I've seen you do like different things and I feel like, I don't want to say your art's improved because it was never bad, but I feel like you've just had a lot of progression and, like yeah. as a person and like I think that reflects in your art. My art's definitely changed. Yeah, uh, and what, do you, what do you think changed about it since like three years ago? I think it's just been me trying to reach my ideal. Just kind of working harder at what my concepts ultimately become because it's like the concept is is really important when it mm -hmm. comes to art i feel like how do you approach the concepts like because i mean my concepts are kind of based off of my everyday or my my take of reality for the day or for whatever period of time mm -hmm. that i was working on this art you so know? you would say all your art basically is a representation of your like life like it's 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 a in your, it's like a real thing in your mind, really. I say that it's definitely a reflection of everything that's going on in my mind. Not necessarily my environment or mm -hmm. surroundings, but just everything that I'm exposed to kind of plays a role in affecting my art. When did you realize that you had something special on your hands with the art that you created? I think what made me realize that art was something special is because I was able to use it in ways to get where I wanted, I guess. Like, did that, does that surprise you? Like, I feel like, cause to me, I mean, I don't quite know what it is yet to, I've been doing a lot of free work. Like, I believe in doing what you love for the love first and then the money later. Yeah. And I feel like you created so many things. You had so many opportunities. I've seen you do like collabs. You have like your clothing brand, which you're going to get into. And you just done so many things, and I've seen it also be a source of income. So it's like, how does that? How does it feel knowing that you had something that you used to just, excuse me, do because you loved it, and you enjoyed it, and it was an expression, and now it's like, yo, this thing that I love to do brings me money. This things that I love to do that people will actually want, like my services. Like, does that kind of like fuck you up a little bit, like blow you away, or are you just like you expected it? It's cool, but it's tiring. I'll say that. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, wow, I want to do something completely different. Yeah. You know, because after a while doing art as a source of income, like you can get a little tangled up in yeah, between. Yeah, that's If you're what doing it for just the sake of doing art or if you feel like you have to draw to get this job done. For example, like if I got a commission, mm -hmm. I would never... I'll never get started just on it without practicing a little bit and sketching a little bit in my book. I feel that. Like, you know, I can't just go straight into the work that I don't want to do. I kind of have to warm up with work that I do want to do. Is it like that with everything? Like whether it's commission or whether it's a commission for like a bigger canvas piece or even with your clothing? Like just for people who don't know, you have a brand called Heart, Heart Boys, correct? Yeah, Heart Boy. And the shit is super dope. Like I've... I, I fuck with it heavy and we're gonna talk about it later on in the show but like when it comes to creating all those things that can you know bring you the bag as they say these days like is that the approach that you do to all of it is you have to kind of just get yourself in the mood and in in that creative aspect like zone to do it or is it just cause I feel like there has to be times where you just appreciate something so much that you just get annoyed that you have to kind of maybe do a project like for example I think um, I see artists who do like you know, all kind of different kind of art. And then they'll like do mixtape covers. Mm. And I'm like, damn, I'm pretty sure you hear somebody's music who's completely shitty 
and they ask you for an album cover and you have to put yourself in a mind so you do that for them and you probably don't even believe in like the passion like do you ever have those moments I used to when I first started I found myself accepting a bunch of work that I wasn't necessarily interested in mm-hmm. or didn't really bring my interest but I think the solution to that is you do have to know when to set boundaries for yourself yeah and your art because it's like you have to respect yourself right uh, since you can't you can't just offer it to everybody even if it's something that you're not fully into yeah you know? i mean that's definitely how you have like, it's like artistic burnout don't you think yeah like forcing yourself to do that kind of stuff yeah what's the hardest project or one of the hardest projects you ever had to do yeah think about it because see you had a lot you've been working a lot you've been, you've done a lot so i'm curious I know that was one of the I list. feel like the hardest project <laughs> that I had to work on mm-hmm. was me and Trayvon had this brand called League Worlds a while ago. League Worlds? League Worlds. Ah, uh, he's laughing about it. He's smiling. He's smiling, smiling about it. He still cares. He got tears of joy right now <laughs> coming out his face. You're writing hard as hell in that book now. Look at <laughs> But um, League Worlds, yeah. We were really into our concepts, but didn't necessarily have the resources available for mm-hmm. us. So I felt like we worked really, I worked really hard on that project. He worked really hard on that project because Mm -hmm. we were literally like going into it, knowing nothing. Yeah. Was it more like a passion project? It was definitely a passion project. Would you ever revisit that idea? Yeah, I would. I will. Would you ever revisit that idea? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. I'm interested. So... In in that in the context of what you were saying, oh man, what you mentioned basically, oh what was it you mentioned? I literally just forgot that. What did you mention? You mentioned something up in there. Totally blew my mind. I'll come back to it because I know I remember eventually. Bit. But I do want to ask. Um, I've noticed your style is very like. Mm, I don't want to say anime influence, but I feel like that anime influence now is a little bit more prevalent. Is there just certain things that you enjoyed in life that kind of leaked over into your art? And now you've noticed that it kind of has a, uh, I guess you can say has, has a place in your art now, like anime and stuff. Anime. Yeah. What kind of anime? Put me on. All right. I'm not the biggest anime guy. I have an appreciation for it, but I know you said that you mentioned that the, um, Heartboard character is based off of like or like inspired by Gundam Wing, right? Um, parts of parts of it, parts of it, yeah. So there's a couple of renditions that I, I've done a lot of renditions of Heartboy, not a couple like hundreds, and I always try to pull parts and pieces from things that I like. Certain animes, I'm really into Demon Slayer right now. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, Attack on Titan is good, so watch that if you haven't. You say Attack on what? Attack on Titan. I have I've seen a couple other episodes from there, and that looks pretty crazy. Yeah, it's like it looks really intense. Like if that nuts. shit happened in real life, I'd, I'd probably be ready off, for it. I would off myself. I'd probably be. I'd, nah, I'm bro. scared. I can't do it. With me. I'll just stand by you. I'll stand behind you. But also, Darling in the Franks. Darling in the Franks. Really fire. Hmm. There's this anime company or a studio called Trigger, mm-hmm. and just about all of their works are fire. Damn, bro. You know what that made me... Because the dude I used to do the podcast with, 
His name was Alvin, and he was a big anime person. Really? And I would feel like such a fucking loser because I didn't know any of the anime things he was talking about. So I feel like now I need to, excuse me, now I need to literally go back and watch all that anime. I think, oh, I keep burping. I think my, my probably one of my favorite anime type things was probably Inuyasha. I saw Inuyasha like, every single day. Like that shit was my like thing back in the day. Like, did you wake up like early in the morning, getting ready to like go to school? Nah, see, my thing was it was on when it was on Adult Swim. Yeah, they would show it like super late at night because it was like gory and da 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 da. So they couldn't show it till like after twelve. So I would literally stay up on whatever days it was just to see it there. And I feel like eventually they started showing it on um. Did they start showing that on Toonami eventually? Or no? Yeah, it was on Toonami. I remember it being on Cartoon Network in the mornings as well. Cause Word? Yeah, because remember, Cartoon Network didn't start until like 6 or 7 a.m. or something. And I had it to wake up to go it, to school. What did it turn into overnight? It was Adult Swim. Adult Swim. And the whole Inu- night, right? Yeah. And yeah. Inuyasha would always be on in the mornings. And that that's nuts. That's how I got exposed to that show. Yo, isn't it? Cr- I remember, bro, you got to take me back. Do you remember when, like, that's crazy that when... I remember like it'd be Nickelodeon and then like Nick at Night would start and like, uh, like bro they don't even do that anymore, like they don't even make they shows don't. like that they don't like I don't know I think I have honestly I haven't watched anything on cable since like 2014. Do you watch like Netflix and stuff? I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah, right? I watch Netflix. I don't yeah I don't I don't even have cable bro like, I literally have that PlayStation and that is my cable box like that's dope. What as it should be? Have you ever? There we go. These are questions that are just coming off the top of my head, bro. I hope you're ready. So like. Do you watch cartoons? I know you watch anime, but do you watch like, car- like any other cartoons? Um, I know, like I fuck with like Bob's Burgers. I fuck with I've seen Adventure Time. I've seen Bob's Burgers, and I like I like Tina Belcher. Okay, yeah. See, mm-hmm. see, you fuck with it. Yeah. So do, do cart? Like, do you watch a lot of cartoons, or just sometimes? Or nah. To be honest, I only watch cartoons in my free time. I when, feel that, or not in my free time, not even in my free time. I watch them when they're the only thing available. Mm, Almost. Because okay. it's not like I actively seek out cartoons all the time. Yeah. But I have a deep appreciation for them. And that's why, and that's why I asked you. Because I feel like I feel like every, and not say every, but um, when it comes to people creating art, especially when it comes to just, you know, certain layers and certain aspects, there's always like, what's the next level? Yeah. Like, what's the next, how can I take my art to the next level? Like, do you ever think about doing animation or anything like that i've seen you venture into like a ton of different ideas i mean you used to just from doing art to doing clothing to i mean didn't you want did you ever do a comic book didn't you want to do like an anime comic book at one point in time work in progress see that's what i'm asking what to you what is like your next levels to making yourself better or like challenging yourself what when it comes what would i like to see myself come with yeah like to take your art to the next level in your own mind i feel like I need to stop saying. I feel like, let me just say the no, facts. That's how you feel, fam. I'm about to, I'm about to come out with a manga pretty soon. Okay, yeah, it's still being worked on. I, I don't know. It doesn't have that many pages, but it's definitely locked in with the writing. Do you feel? Are you? Are you one of the? Are you the type of creative who is still working on being okay with releasing the art that you've been working on because you're so like attached to it? I'm my biggest critic. To be honest, facts. I get. I that. make so much stuff, and then I don't put any of it out because I don't like it. 
But do you really not like it, or is it just not to the level that you want it to be to, for people to see it? Or are you scared of being judged on certain things? Like, what what is it? Because I know there's something deeper than that. It's not necessarily that I'm disappointed in the art. It's just not. It's not my ideal. I know that like there's some stuff that I'll make and it'll be really cool, but I know I can do better. And I'll take yeah. it and I'll revisit it and I'll put it away and then I'll revisit it. I do that a lot. I'll hold on to my art for so long just so I can go back to it. I think that's what a question that I had yesterday that I didn't know how to ask, but I think that you may have given me the perfect opportunity to. I mentioned the heart, the heart, the heart boy character, right? Because like obviously one of my fucking favorite things about the art that you do. What to you do you ever? Because like my my problem is as a creative is that I have to learn to love something and be okay with loving it for a long time because I will easily like something for uh, a season. And then once that season's over, I'm like, yo, let's fix this shit. Yeah. And like, I noticed I've done that a lot in a lot of the things I do. Like, I mean, there's a level, I mean, there's a difference between, you know, of course, just creating different things just because you're tapping into different channels. And there's a difference between like, okay, I have this logo, I'm cool with it, now let's change it. Oh, I have it now, now let's change it again. Mm. And I find myself doing that, I'm trying to find the perfect, like, thing that I can fully be in love with. Do you ever, when it comes to the, to, to the, I guess you can say that heart boy character, do you ever find yourself wanting to revisit it and then, like, adjust it or change it or make it look better or, like, you've become very happy with the, the character you have now and you create around it and it's more about the actions that it does? It's really subtle things. I honestly, I'll change how Heartboy looks very, very often. Hmm, okay. It's really subtle, but yeah, his body will change, or the way that his hands are drawn will change, mm-hmm. and it's just me kind of improving it because I'll see that I can do this better with him, and I'll just add that onto it. So it's very subtle differences in all of my art that I'm always incorporating. See, that's where I want to get to, bro. I want to get to where I'm making subtle changes and my changes aren't fucking big changes. Because like, I think, I think my, my challenge is, I mean, it's going to sound weird. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't naturally artistic. Like, I think we're all creatives. But I feel like the shit that you do, bro, you could give me a full-ass four-year college course on that shit and you could make me watch YouTube videos all day. My shit would not look even close to that. I can't even draw a circle down near to where it should be but like i'm like i've learned to be okay with that but it's also just like damn if i had the ability to really dedicate a bunch of time to making my digital design skills or whatever immaculate then maybe i would be okay with like designing something and falling in love with it instead of seeing something else and be like oh i like that but shit Mm -hmm. i can't do that like that's so difficult like what, what 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 would you tell to like kids who or people who are struggling with their creativity? Like, what do you do when you get into those creative funks? Like, what do you, how do you get out of it? Whenever I'm in a creative funk, it's usually because I'm stuck on some kind of idea that I can't fully get out. Like, when was the last time you had, you had a moment like that? Like two weeks ago. <laughs> what was but, it about? It's not funny, but what was it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, it happens often. Like, you, it's it's not about like how you get out of a funk because we're gonna get into funks all the time. Yeah, it's about how you build a technique to get out of that. And I think my ah. technique is I just go with it. Whatever I feel like 
I'm not pleased with, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and go with that to the fullest. I feel that. Yeah. Damn, bro. Anything but because usually I always think about how, like usually the remedy is detaching yourself. Yeah. Like yo, like oh, you're not funk. We'll totally remove yourself from it and come back to it later. But then you're you're kind of right. Like what if you if you just maybe go with that flow or go with that energy, you may end up creating something that. I feel like you learn how to handle that energy yeah. after a while. Like if you if you're often falling into a creative funk mm-hmm. and you don't know what to do, I don't think that you're learning your lesson. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, because because it's, it's now it's consistent. It's a part of your process, and it's yeah. like no, like you have to embrace that. I guess you can say. Yeah. Damn, bro. You have to all like you're gonna fall into creative funks, and that's just a part of life. Damn, bro. Get through it. I fuck with it, bro. Yes, bro. Like, I'm gonna get to some music because there's more. There's a bigger conversation that we're gonna have. There's more shit I want to know, but I definitely gotta make sure I give the music. Um, and I'm gonna botch this name. I'm gonna botch this name. I'm already gonna call it. I'm gonna put that in the air, but I'm gonna do my best. Um, I'm about to play a track from. Um, damn, I don't wanna botch this because I've met this guy before, but oh well. I'm gonna say Eddie L. Mitchell or Eddie L. Mitchell, and it's gonna be Sunset Bay Cafe. And the track after that is gonna be from an artist named Devin Tracy. And it's going to be a good thing, produced by the immaculate, super talented Sango and Esta. So um, let's get into this music. Let's take a trip to Sunset Bay. For the weekend, we could 
calling. I'm calling. Tell me I'm still what you like. I hope it's a good thing. I do believe you have room. Do you still want me? Tell me I'm still what you like. I hope it's a good thing. I do believe you have room. Do you still want me? Am I still your favorite lover? Because you're in my heart. I know I'm in your heart. And this is all a disaster. Cause we fell apart. Wanna know? I just wanna know. Tell me I'm still what you like. I hope it's a good thing. I do believe you have room. Do you still want me? Tell me I'm still what you like. It's a good thing I do believe you have room Do you still want me? Adiel Mitchell, I'm probably botching it, but homeboy knows who I am. I'm gonna tag him. Uh, I was Sunset Bay Cafe. I actually like that track. That was super dope. I want to shout out to Isaiah for introducing me to him and taking me to one of his shows. Um, also, that was before that. After that was Devin Tracy, and that was good thing. Produced by Sango and Esta. Every time I see a talented person who is making good music who has the name Devin, they will usually end up on the show because my name is Devin, of course. But um, bro. Not done yet because there's a lot of more shit I want to know. Because um, I'm just, I'm literally just asking you shit and trying to pick your brain because you're interesting, bro. Like, you're interesting. I know you're, you're mad, humble, oh, and it's like you. different to hear somebody say that, but like you're interesting. And it's just like how you, how your mind works is interesting to me. It's always, it always kind of has been. Um, I remember watching you do an interview with your cousin back in 2016. What's his name, by the way, so we can just give him some love. His name is Melvin. Uh, 
I don't know his Instagram, but we, 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 we his, find his out. Link, his link gonna be in my bio. Okay, bet, bet, and it's Melvin. Melvin. And um, Melvin's actually one of my cousins that influenced me to take my drawings to another level. Tell me a story. So I have my cousins Melvin and Mo, and mm-hmm. then their dad. And when I was younger, I would go over there all the time mm-hmm. because how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking, I'm 23 now. Okay, gotcha. But when I was probably around. Just a little one, a youngins. <laughs> I would go over there with my other cousins. We would ride our bikes over there, and mm-hmm. I would see them just doing their thing. They would be what drawing were they creating? something. What were they drawing? So they they use airbrushing a lot, and they'll make like really realistic ah. portraits and animals and three D stuff, all what? sorts of stuff. Like when it was snow, I remember seeing them post pictures up where they would make a lion. Out of snow. Are you from here, right? Yeah. Okay. I funny. totally forgot to ask like the essential questions of like where are you from? And yeah. Okay. But but so and so they would draw like, like art brush stuff. Was this kind of around the era when like people were art brushing tall tees and stuff? Yeah, that was definitely the era. I remember even one time, Mo came to East and he had these bandanas that he made mm-hmm. and he airbrushed them and was selling them for Spirit Week. Stuff like that, that's, that's kind of what dope. pushed my hustle, too. Yeah. Because I would see my cousins just selling stuff, selling art. And they would sell it in such weird, different ways. It wasn't necessarily like, here's my piece, take it. It was like, what can I do to what I already have or what's available? Mm-hmm. And introduce it to other people. Yo, isn't it crazy how, as kids, like, se- selling clothing like that? I remember kids, I don't mean... I'm 27 or 23, so a little bit of a gap. Yeah. But um, I remember kids in my school would sell, like, they'd bring snacks, like Cheetos, Starbursts, candies and shit, right? And then sell it, like, for money. Yeah. And that was just a hustle. Like, that's all we called it was a hustle. Like, we were just trying to make money because we want nice things. And, like, thinking back at it, like, that's just, like, early signs of entrepreneurship. Yeah, like of like learning business things, selling your money, how to sell the product in a way that's appealing to somebody else. And in our mind, it's like, yo, I just want these dollars for the new Jays. I want these dollars for the fucking, you know, new tech deck I want to buy or whatever it is. Like, yeah. My school was my store. It was, was what? My school was my store. That's I, where I sold stuff. T- talk to me about that because I want to know. I'm not I'm not from here. And I know a lot of people who went to East and like, different, like, what was your high school experience like? Not even on an artistic type, like thing. Like, what was? How would you describe your high school experience? It was cool. Cause mine was fucked up. It was cool. It was alright. I minded my business. Honestly, all I did. Were you a quiet kid? I wasn't necessarily a quiet kid. More so, I was a kid that didn't care to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> so you were a okay. All right, got it. Okay, because it's like I have my friends that I enjoy talking to genuinely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had this weird mindset sometimes when I went to school that I was like, you know, I'm coming here for school and I'm going home later. I feel that like clock you know? in, clock out. Yeah, I didn't want to deal with a lot of stuff. I, I, I kept that. myself really distanced from a lot of things, from school activities, from um, many friendships at school. To be honest, my cousins and Trayvon and a couple other people were my only friends in high school. Small group, huh? Small group. But that's how you got to keep it, honestly. What were other people's, if you if, I mean, if you can kind of figure it out, 
what was other people's perception of you in high school? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, for example, for me, like, and I, I, I learned more shit as I got older. Yeah. Um, which the reason, and I'll tell you why I mentioned that in a bit. Like a lot of people, I had my like small my my homie homies that I was really cool with. Yeah. But I also was just like cool, not with everybody. But I was cool with people that people wouldn't think that I'd be cool with, and like, but I wasn't popular. Like I wasn't like that dude. Like everybody, like everybody kind of knew of me, but they didn't know who I was. Yeah, so I, like there was like this mystique. I don't think I was popular in high school either. Yeah, like I was just that shit was lame to me anyway. To like to else. be popular was kind of like yeah, like fam, that's extra. Like you doing the most like it seemed like a chore. Yeah, to be honest, a lot to keep up with. Cause like I remember it was crazy like. I heard so much wild shit about me when I was in high school. I went to high school back in Corpus at uh, Carroll. Um, people would say that I was like weird. Like some of the wildest rumors I heard were people were like, oh, I thought you were gay. And I'm like, damn, fam, I'm, like, I'm not doing, like, I have no problem people were gay. I'm not doing nothing yeah. suspect at all. But like people saw me being cool. Like I was genuinely like a cool person. Like if you were gay, that don't bother me. If you were, Black, white, green, yellow. It would, if you're racist, it's a different story. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, yeah. it was cool with everybody. So it was just like, damn. The reason I guess I asked you what was your high school experience like? Because I think about a lot of the shit that happened to me in high school, and my experience. And like, I'm like, damn, I've come such a long way from then. And a lot of that shit that I went through then or learned then, I don't know if I would be who I am today if I didn't learn those small lessons. Okay. Like, did you? I. In high school, <laughs> I feel like that taught me how to get my brand started and to push things. Because one of the questions that he had put was about, uh, what was it? I can tell you. Tell me what it's about and I can look at it and tell you. Was it like about the uh, starting the League of Light? The, the it might have been about starting the brand. Yeah, because yeah. you, you started that back in high school. Yeah, so what that actually started as was me and my friends had this skating group that we needed a name for. And... I drew this character. I called him Fishhead Fred. That was that's kind of fire. It was some rapper is gonna take time. that name and and use it. And just me, no, just, just know what's gonna happen. Just kept me in my check. <laughs> we're good. But we made that and we make videos. And I had this friend from elementary school. His name is Virgil, and he would always just shoot videos for us. And we would call it Crispy League All Stars. Yeah, that's also one of my emails. If you're ever trying to get in touch with me. Crispy so, League All-Stars. Cris Crispy League All-Stars. And we would just make videos of us skating and doing fun stuff. Who was your favorite skater back then? Ooh, and I want to know one. from you, too, uh, Tr 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 Trayvon, right? I want to know what your favorite skater was, too. But Crispy, what was, your, what was one of your favorite characters, uh, skaters? Uh, Dylan Reader, rest in peace. Dylan Reader, okay. Also, Mike Moe. Damn, Mike that Mo sounds Capaldi. super familiar. Who was he? Who was he, was he with anybody? Yeah, he was on Girl, and he was Girl. doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Damn, it was wild. But um, who else? Who's one of my favorite skaters? Do you know? Say it loud too. Yeah, you probably know. No, he doesn't. He said no. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of favorite skaters. I like Chaz Ortiz and Chaz Ortiz was fire. Nigel Houston is cool because I feel like I saw him grow up. Fam, yo, yeah. right? Like, that's but just nuts at the to same me. time. He's like probably the same age as me. So, oh, for sure, probably. Like, that's yeah. just nuts. Like, oh yeah, who's your favorite skater, bro? 
Say it loud too so I can hear you. Kevin Romar. From what was he? he what was he with? He wrote for Blind. For Blind. He he has a big afro. And huh? Is he black? Yeah. He's a DJ now. What for real? <laughs> he skates too, but he's a DJ too. Damn! I gotta look that up. I you think know, stage name's a firefighter. Fam, stage name's one of the tallest. I'm gonna make fun. Yo, you know, tell why I make, I make fun of him for his height and I give him a hard time. Cause when he came up here, he lied to me about how tall he was, <laughs> and like, it's always just so weird because like when I say hi to him, I'm I'm a, I'm a hugger, so it's like ah handshake, come here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like with him, it's different because he's up there. And I'm down here, so it's like I gotta be like, ah, I can make the little Kevin Hart jump. So it's always <laughs> like different. But like, yeah, I, I, I knew I had knew because he's real low key. Like to people who are probably outside of his circle, he's like super mysterious and low key, I guess you can say. Yeah. And so I can see that. Like I was, I'm, like, I'm but I'm like really attentive. So like I would see him, but oh, was that a firefighter shirt on? Oh, he's in, he's in like fire training. Like oh, okay, he's a firefighter. Like yeah. that kind of shit. Because when I, when he came up here and we did our episode. I was like, yeah, bro, so you're a firefighter? And he's like, how did you know that? Like, uh, how did you know? And I was like, <laughs> bro, like I, just, <laughs> now I feel weird. I'm like, i just been watching. But, um, yeah, bro, I think, go, we'll go back to the skating topic real quick. I think uh, my favorite skater growing up, or some of my favorite skaters growing up, I've really fucked with uh, Kareem Campbell. I've fucked with, uh, what's his name? I fucked with Terry Kennedy for a little bit only because he was just like he reminded me of like the rapper of skateboarding because he was just so Yo, like fucking. For real. And then you remember Crew? Yeah. <clears throat> oh hell yeah, I remember Crew, bro. And Supra. Do you remember when Crew took? And this is like a, more of a style question, because like Crew and Supra, I feel like were the first like high fashion esque skating things. Like for yeah. me, like when because you remember. You remember like the babe jackets, like the zip up babe jackets? Yeah. Like all the way up. Mm-hmm. And then you remember when Crew, I remember there was this year when Crew had their little. Oh, they had a zip up jacket too. Yeah. Just like and it. it had the little emblems all over it. It came yeah. in black and gold and like a navy blue and silver. I was going to buy that because it was in the CCS catalog. The CCS? The CCS catalog was like the closest thing that people had back to like um, how East Bay used to be, the East Bay magazines. Yeah. CCS was like the second thing to I that. really enjoyed getting those in the mail. I was Fam. excited because I would come home from school and have. Literally nothing else to look forward to. And just boom. I would literally, I would, what I would do literally is I would like get the magazines and I would take them to school and look at them during class. Yeah. Like, that's you. That and was then just kind of compare with your friends. Yeah. Like, I'd buy this shit. Oh, this shit's fresh. I rock this shit. Or like, I bought you up in these. Da, 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 da. Like, that was. Yeah. The funny thing is, though, I don't think I ordered too much stuff out of CCS. Damn, for real. I was broke, though. That was my yeah. reason. I was just like, damn, I can't afford this shit. Like, I remember my mom bought me school clothes from there a couple of times, but. I didn't. I, I would just look at the gear and see it and know I wanted it. Yeah, you know? yeah, hundred percent. I used to put. Yeah, damn. It's like a whole different conversation. Yeah. But um, shit. Where was I going with that? How about high school? Oh yeah. So you um, kind of having. You said that you kind of learned some of business in high school because high school was kind of like your first. Were you starting your first like customers and stuff like that? What? What would? Damn, that was loud as fuck. What would, <laughs> what would you like? Um, like, how did it feel to experience selling clothing like that back then? Because I feel like it's an early age to be selling some of your brand that way. I don't think people. Yeah. I mean, maybe nowadays, you know, because it was, it's available. But it was funny back then. Because, do you take it serious? 
I did take it serious to an extent. Mm-hmm. I took it serious as far as I wanted to make something that I liked and I wanted to present it to other people. I knew that I wanted to have something that people could wear around. There would be a logo that represented something that I made. Yeah, That was always the goal was to just make something that I like and give it to other people. So mm-hmm. I would make shirts in any way possible, however I can make them. Explain. I would go to Target and I would get iron-on transfers. Okay, okay. I would get them from a bunch of places because I didn't know how T-shirts were made back in the day. I would just make them however I could. So I would test the transfers and see how long they held up Mm -hmm. on T-shirts and stuff and put (laughs) them through wash tests because I would see stuff like that online. That's smartest business shit, bro. Business things. That's part of business. You didn't even know you probably were doing business-esque work at the time, but like... Yeah, and I would put them on Facebook or Instagram and people would message me. Mm Mm-hmm. You good cough. You can cough, bro. It's all good. There we go. Drink more water, of course. If that's water, I don't know what's in there. Go water. ahead. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would put it on Instagram or Facebook, and people would be like, I like that. Can I buy one? And I would go to class the next day. Did that write. fuck you up? Like, were you like, damn, you want to buy it? Like, you give me money for this? I don't think. Are you just like, hell yeah, and I'm broke. Like, let's get this money. It wasn't even like that. Because in, <laughs> in high school, I wasn't worried about being broke. It was whatever yeah. at the time because I feel like you have so much covered for you when you're younger. Oh, facts. You know? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was nice when I could go to school and make 20 bucks off of a t-shirt. Yeah, I believe it. Off of a t-shirt that I made with stuff from Target. Did you feel like, did you feel like, uh, how did it feel when you first saw somebody outside of your circle that was rocking your shirt? Were you like, damn. It's definitely... A weird feeling at first because when you see your brand and you see someone wearing it you expect them to have like some what of a familiarity with the brand but yeah it's like it's supposed to be established or whatever yeah or what goes into it i mean at least i do when i see a brand and i like it i know who made it i know like what what influences them because i follow them probably just mm-hmm. all sorts of factors so when i see someone wearing my shirts it's this weird feeling like, what do you know about me? Or like, how much do you know about my brand? And is that... Exactly. All right. So now, because fast forward years later, you have... Is, was this called Heart Boy? Or was it called in its entirety? Like your clothing brand? Or your clothing uh, branch of your whatever you want to call it? So pretty much what it started with was Crispy League All-Stars. And that's when I would literally just sell stuff that said Crispy. Mm-hmm. And I sold stuff that said crispy so much that people started calling me crispies because that was my my Instagram handle. Right. And I'm cool with it. It kind of <laughs> flows nice, crispies. But I started with just selling things under that, and then towards the end of high school, mm-hmm. I decided to make League Worlds, which was gonna be more of a refined brand, kind of bringing in multiple ideas instead of just my own. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got Trayvon. And JTU involved to to just like work on it, and after that, then came Heartboy. Heartboy and Heartboy. What's the what's the um? How long has it been since those two? Like from Heartboy to uh, what's it called again? League League Worlds. League Worlds. Yeah. How 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 long has it been since those two? League Worlds was in twenty fourteen slash twenty fifteen. Okay, about about going three to four years. Just about two years. Two I'd years. say. Yeah, I'd say a solid two years. 
so how does it feel like now what would you say heart boy is like what is what is heart boy holding brand to you heart boy was okay so heart boy is my character right and i think it's really cool to just be able to have this character like displaying emotions and doing its thing and, mm-hmm. you know when i draw it it's kind of like you you're peeking into a scene right of what's going on in heart boy's universe mm. and my idea behind the heart boy brand was to kind of just take his name and put it on a t-shirt it's like that's your mascot that's your team heart boy that's just what it is how much because see this is the thing bro this is the thing this is why i, I say that there's certain things that you do that just like kind of blow me away sometimes and it's like little things yeah so like i know that you're a creative artist like i know that you are a fucking creative at heart through and through um but looking at you <clears throat> looking at you design certain shirts design sweatpants hoodies the attention to where you put things to how you make them the stock the website like the website is something that really caught my eye because it's like the design of the website and like how you run your own kind of web store like are those things that you, are you doing all that by yourself is there a help like do you have like a team with you that kind of helps do that or like how, or what what goes into doing that kind of whole setup because that's a serious thing like you're doing shit that big brands are doing and it's like damn like that's like, there's a lot of attention like detail shit that i don't even know like, do you even know that you're giving it that much detail mm. um thank you and also as far as the design goes and just making graphics i'm i'm the one that's in charge of doing all that mm-hmm. and i do run the brand but my friends help me with a lot of things and I can never discredit them for that. How important would you say that is? Like, cause we were talking about it during the break that you basically have your own like Wu-Tang Clan with like 19 of y'all and all that stuff. Yeah. How important would you say your friends are to just like your, your journey and your creation of like what you do now? Top tier. Top They're tier. like top 10 important things in my life. Why? My friends are on there. Why would you say, why, why, why are they so important? Because it's like your friends are really what make you. Your friends are what's always around you. They're your support group. Mm -hmm. They're everything. And for me to know that I could have an idea and want to execute it, but know that I'm short on arms or, you know, short short on on resources or stuff (laughs) like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just knowing that you can call on your friends and they'll come and like help me print. Yeah. For hours and just help me set up the pop up shops. There's a lot of work that goes into it, and it is, like, it it is a lot of work. Nothing's easy. Yeah, nothing's easy. And I think the reason why I brought that up is because it kind of goes back to what you said, you know, like, you ha- if your friends are willing to come and help you and bust ass and yeah. support you. And one thing I had to realize, and then I still kind of do now, is that as creatives, it's no, you want to be so independent because the grind to be successful doing what you love requires a pretty high level of independence. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes within that, we forget the value in being dependent, like being okay with having friends, being with okay with having friends who will support you. Being like, for me, I remember at a certain point in time, I was telling you off, uh, off air, you know, I used to be like I want to change shit all the time sometimes like because I just I'm not 
creatively where I want to be artistically. Yeah. And I had to learn to myself like, yo, this design shit for me is hard. Like I'm an I'm an, an artist to my own respect and level, but into the things like that you do, it's difficult for me. And I'm like, damn, I can't dedicate myself just to learn that. Like it's okay for me to say, hey, hey, Krispies, I need some help designing this logo. Can you help me out? Or hey, I can pay you. Can you help me out? And it's like yeah. it's okay to ask for that help. And like I feel like sometimes we just as as creatives, you just forget because you're just so used to like get it, gotta get it on my own, gotta do it on my own. No one's gonna help me. Yeah. That you forget to ask for help, and then next thing you know, you end up hurting yourself. Yeah. And like Independence kind of is dope. It is, and it's nice to be able to know that you can work and operate on your own. But every creative has a team of some sort. Even if it's just like even if your friends aren't necessarily working with you, when you can kind of go back to them and bring them what you've gathered or your information or your work and just mm-hmm. show that to them um, and have someone to to really give you good constructive criticism, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, no, Or 100%. just to run certain roles. That's what I appreciate about it, about the team aspect of I things. I feel that 100%. Um, I want to ask, uh, man, what, three years ago? I think three years ago. Fast forward three years ago. So three years ago, I believe one of my questions – on uh my interview with souls and actions to you was like what is one of your goals like, what's mm-hmm. like the big picture and if i can i can i don't remember verbatim but i remember you saying like you don't really know like at the time you didn't really know what the bigger goal was yeah but you knew like at the moment when your goals um well when your big goals at the moment was to go to tokyo yeah which you've done um so two-part question so one i want to ask you of course what is the next big goal for you but before I ask you that, how was fucking Tokyo? Like what? Like fam. Uh, Tokyo. Tokyo is beautiful. Is it like explain it to somebody I won't let me tell you so let me start here. Geographically, I'm shit, by the way, so I have no idea where shit is geographically. But I've only been Texas, of course. I've been in New Orleans. I've been here, I live here, and I've been in California. Mm. That's it. So I haven't been in New York. I haven't been to certain parts of like Chicago. Haven't been to Chicago. Haven't been I haven't to been to Chicago. Yeah, I just went to New York for the first time last year, though. How was that? It was cool. It's like, is it overwhelming? New York's dirty Tokyo. Dirty Tokyo. Dirty Tokyo. Like in a good way or like a in whatever in way, a grimy way, in whatever way. <laughs> <laughs> so, how would you say Tokyo was for somebody who's? I mean, is that your first time out of the country? Um. I mean, not technically, no. I've been to a couple other places before I went there. Where? Uh, does Mexico count? Yeah. Cool. Fuck yeah. I've never Dope. been there. Yeah. I have a fucking passport that's literally a second ID. Yeah. Like, I've never been anywhere out of the country. Like, what was what was the biggest, what was the coolest thing you did in Tokyo, and what was the biggest takeaway in Tokyo? Takeaway in Tokyo sounds like a fire album, but go ahead. Mm, I feel like the coolest thing I did was... To go see the Buddha statue It's pretty cool mm. I'm not Buddhist But Like That Buddha statue is Unreal It's like Breathtaking kind of Yeah it's cool Especially the hike up Ah So it's like yeah. a journey mm. That's dope That's it's cool Japan is honestly One of those things That when you really get there And especially when you're Someone like me And you're really obsessed With just Japanese culture Yes And anime and stuff like that You go crazy And it just seems like Did you feel satisfied? Of course But When I got back I had like withdrawals 
and that's my question. Did you have withdrawals or did you have like a whole, like that's what I was saying. What did you take from being in Tokyo? Did you have withdrawals? Did you have a whole new motivation to do something even bigger than what you wanted to do before you left? Um, It's motivated me, of course, because that's always been one of the places that I've wanted to live and I've wanted to go. How long were you there for? I was there for a month. Damn, it's a long ass fucking time. Yeah. Did but you adapt? You feel like you got up to a point where you're like, damn, I'm, I'm starting to not fit in, but I'm starting to be really comfortable here. Were you comfortable yeah. off the rip? After a while, I started like just going to the grocery store and buying my regular stuff. Damn. Type thing. Like it's it's cool when you're there because then when you when you have something that's so surreal and then you're there and it feels like home, that's just a, a weird, interesting, cool feeling. That's crazy. Did like. How did it? Oh man, I have a bunch of fucking Tokyo questions. How, like, how did it feel? Who were you there with? If you don't mind me asking, I went with my family. Oh, with your family? Yeah. Are they like? Have they ever was that like a trip for them, or are they? Do you have family out there, or? Uh, I mean, my cousin is out there right now, and she's going to school. Oh, but dope. My aunt's Japanese, and yeah, I went with them. How did it feel to not have your like crew around you? You know, I'm gonna be real. With my friends, we have the type of friendship where we're really close and we will see each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Like over a course of a month, we might see each other like, like forty times. But it's a lot because like the only thirty days in a month. There's only thirty days. <laughs> <laughs> That's ten more days that we're just hanging out that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but did it make you but sad? Like not, yeah. Being away from your friends is really cool because. Like I, I understand how much support I have from my friends, but I'm pretty sure any of us could be away from each other for a long time, come back to each other and be just as tight. That's the and that's the real friendship. Yeah. Like you have those friends who are like, damn, you know, like you don't even talk to me. Like I haven't talked to you in a week. Yeah. Or and being, like being away, like makes me feel some type of way being away from my friends because it's like, dang, like I can't hang out with my friends or I wish they were here to enjoy this experience with yeah. me. Yeah. But you know that your friend like i knew that my friends were happy that i was out there so yeah they couldn't wait to hear what you learned or what you did from there and like that's a whole new literally probably that's probably a whole new motivation and inspiration for them it's like damn homeboys in tokyo like yeah we're trying to go again we just we just don't know when because that's a lot of planning yeah and a lot of money but the next time we go Mm -hmm. it's gonna be deep oh shit it's gonna be real deep it's gonna be a movie, yeah. I'm excited. Somewhat. So <laughs> I wanna I wanna go out to Tokyo and just make a project, just some sort of project, not an art project, but something where I can use the city, maybe like a video, or huh. some editorial or something. Cause I just like how the cities look, the architecture and just the scenery. I feel Tokyo. like your mind is work like not me, but like I feel like for you, I can only imagine that your mind enters like a state of euphoria when you're there create creative wise like you're just like holy shit yeah like let's fucking create when you get there i mean i feel i feel like sometimes that's when i'm anywhere away from home too mm. but just it was times 30 in tokyo see yeah i feel that and so back to saying about talking about tokyo that was your dream then like that was your big goal like what would you say excuse me what would you say is like your big goal now for you my big goal now is to be a little more solid. I want to be able to have my own studio space 
and I want to continue to solidify Heart Boy and just build off of that, but not be bounded by it. Explain that. I think that's really important for people to understand, and I think I need to understand what what you're trying to say there. Because I feel like I don't even be bounded by it because I feel like you don't want to be in a box. Yeah. But at the same time, like, what what do you like, explain? What do you think? Like, what's, how, how does that work in your mind? So sometimes I'll be making a design for Heart Boy, and I'll sit there in front of the computer and be like, this is going to be the design. Like, I'll be so... Um, I don't know. <laughs> Look at you rubbing a chin here you don't have. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm so patient with it. I'll, I'll sit there and like just wait for myself to come up with something that associates with Heart Boy. Yeah. And that's not always it. Sometimes my ideas are completely different. And I want to make a shirt, but I don't want it to have anything to do with Heart Boy. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, 100%. That's, I feel like if anyone's trying to make a brand... Make a t-shirt first or make what you want to make first, then make a brand. I like that because I remember, remember the homie I was telling you about, um, shout out to Sammy who had, I told you he had the clothing brand and he sent me his first piece. Yeah. I remember at one point he told me that and he was like, seven is cool, which was his brand, but he was like, I feel bounded by it. And he was mm-hmm. like, I feel like people expect you to make this certain style, this certain design. And I want to do that. Yeah. And like now if like I can't do that and it won't be received well because people already expect me to do this. And it's like damn. That's the thing. You wanna get your audience or the people that are just interested in your brand mm-hmm. to be interested in you because you're your brand yeah. at the end of the day. Like hundred percent. If you're if you're making something and it's good, you wanna keep on making that consistently. Yeah. Or you want to just keep on doing your day-to-day. Like, I feel like people will follow that more closely than you releasing something that fits in the exact box as the last thing you release. Facts. People want to see how you can, like, take what you have already and evolve it a little and then give it back to them. You I know? feel that 100%, bro. So, like, what would you say? And if you're, if, you're in, if you're a little bit like me, then you may feel a certain way about talking about your plans to get to that goal. Mm. But... If I may ask, what are your what is your like kind of loose strategy or plan to get to the goal that you're you just mentioned? You know, I don't have a plan. I'm just kind of going with things, going that's, with the flow. That's, yeah, it's totally okay. Yeah, I have a general direction that I'm going towards. You know, mm-hmm. I like making sure that I network with people and I'm on top of my marketing or always creating things. Yeah. You know, just something. So you think about, mar- I'm sorry, it sounds like an ignorant question, but you you think about marketing? Uh, yeah, I'm always thinking about marketing. And what levels do you think about marketing compared to the way that you create? Like some people just make art for the sake of making art and hope that the art is marketing within itself, like the product. Yeah. So like when you, I guess for you, I'm, I'm speaking about what you do in the sense of like a, a product. Like you have your designs, your clothing, your art service, or like your art services. Um, and I, th- you know, to an extent, like to me, that is, that's enough for me to follow your brand. Like yeah. that's enough for me to be like, yo, I fuck with what he does. But marketing that without making it look corny or making it like ruin the, 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 the passion or like the reasoning behind the art, I feel like it's difficult. So how do you, how do you, how do you go about that? Like how do you go about marketing what you do without ruining the art of what you do? I feel like, it's within itself. When I see a cool ad in a magazine mm-hmm. and it's attached to a brand, I'm like, yo, that's cool. 
I kind of want to be able to just show people what's there. Yeah. And a lot of them to, to see it in my light. That's gotcha. my marketing, like showing them what I have to offer from my perspective and kind of showing them how to help them or how it'll be beneficial for them. So in a sense, your marketing is tied. It's almost like it's intertwined into the design of what you make. Like, it's like you, you make your art. Of course you make your art, what you want to do, what you love, what you had in mind. Yeah. But then like that marketing aspect of it is like another inspiration into how you kind of create the piece because you know how we got to think about people are going to receive it and all that kind of stuff like that kind of works. I mean, I'd say more, more with the brand. I feel like I'm more attentive to marketing when it comes to my brand. When it, when it comes to just my artwork, that's more like I may have just seen an anime that I really like mm -hmm. and I like this scene or I like what's going on. Yeah. And I'll draw it and just try to make it my best version of it. But like with like the like with like the hard boy clothing brand, yeah, the marketing is a little different. You say, yeah, it's a little different. Like my art, I kind of expect people to just take it at face value and yeah. interpret it on their own. Because it's interesting you say that because when I see you post pictures of you wearing the clothing, and I don't even know if you know, but like when I see you wearing hard boy things or hard boy items, I'm like, damn that's super dope and it almost works unconsciously like a like a like a like a photo shoot like you're just probably just wearing it because you're just yeah you just do that shit on because you gotta wear clothes in public yeah but and like, it's like you know what i'm saying i'm making clothes that i like, like yeah every, every piece of clothing that i've ever made i sit there and think to myself like do i really like this before i do anything with it mm -hmm. you know yeah so, of course I'm always wearing it. Let me it's ask you. Like, I want to ask you one more thing. I want to get some more music before we kind of get ready to go into the last piece. Okay. When it comes to like hearing you talk about going to Tokyo years yeah. ago, being a goal, talking about how you know, you know, focusing on like your your brand and your art uh, now. Do you one thing that crushes me a lot, and I have to watch, you know, how I let that attack me, is the pressure that I put upon myself, whether it be age, like age-wise pressure, whether it be like skill-wise pressure, like I have to watch what pressure I let sit on my like shoulders back, whatever you want to call it. Like, how do you, do you find yourself putting pressure on yourself? I know you said earlier you're, worst, you're your own worst critic, which yeah. to a sense is putting pressure on yourself. So like, do you find yourself having to watch that or like how do you handle the pressure that you put on yourself? You honestly just have to make sure that you don't put too much on your plate because yeah. I feel like my pressure comes from me not feeling like I'm doing enough or able to do enough. Yeah. Okay. So I start, you know, overworking myself and like forcing it almost. Yeah. It's it's not genuine when I feel pressure. I, I don't like pressure from things. Nope. Like I'll, I'll literally just take a, a break yeah. and just stop. If I feel like I'm feeling too pressured and I don't like this right now or it's stressing me out, mm -hmm. I'll step away from it. Yeah. Because it's too much. So you're just too much of a Life's negative space, man. Facts. 100%. Yeah. Man, okay. Let's get into some music real quick, bro. Like, this, that's what I'm saying. The beauty in just having the conversation. Like, just 
Like I feel like somebody's gonna listen to this shit and be like, "Yo, I, I need so. to do that." I hope, I hope whoever is listening to this has a good day. Yo, what would you tell? What would you? No, I'm, I'm gonna do it now because I said I was gonna ask them more questions. That I was gonna play music. Right. But I'm gonna ask if you had to. It's gonna be a deep question. You ready? If you had to like fast forward, like, like rewind, right? So rewind back to like when you were in middle school, right? If you had to go back and tell your middle school self something, whether it was advice for life or advice for the next year or just advice as in being older, what would you tell yourself? And you uh, only get two sentences. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. One. And buy some Bitcoins. Buy some Bitcoins? Yes. Okay. Bro. I fuck with it. I fuck with it. For real, like bitcoins were right in our face when we were younger. I had, <clears throat> I had classmates telling me to buy bitcoins. Word. And it slipped through my fingers, and now I'm broke. <laughs> and now I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> all because of bitcoin, I'm fucking broke. I'm gonna start using that, bro. <laughs> like all because of, of bitcoin. bitcoin, fucking broke. Smooth. <laughs> but let's get into some music. I'm actually getting into um, the first track I'm gonna play is by Doze, and it's called "Get Over It." Shout out to Doze, by the way. I uh, saw him do a his. Uh, I don't know if this was his first set at UMS, but I know he did a set at UMS, and from what I saw, it looks like he definitely had a good-ass time, and people were fucking with it, so shout-out to those. And we're going to play his track called Get Over It, and the next track after that's going to be from Agua D, which is a part of the click. Uh, not my click. My click. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called You've Got to Know. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about Aqua D. Like, You'll see. You'll know. See, I, y'all, can y'all help me get him on the show? Like, can you can you help me get him in the show? He's in New Orleans right now. But God, how long is he there for? Does he live there now? Or? No, but he won't be back until... Uh, when did he even leave? He went out there for a month to watch his dad's house. So oh, okay. He's he going to be gone for a minute. Well, it's like we're going to New Orleans. So, um, <laughs> so let's get into this music, man. This is those. Fuck your feelings, you should move. Fuck. 
First song you heard was Doze, and that was Get Over It. And the song before that was, I mean, the song that you just heard was Aqua D, and that was You've Got to Know that that man does incredible flips. And I, either I'm going to go to New Orleans and get this interview or get this conversation cracking, I'm waiting till he gets mm-hmm. back. But so if you hear this, which you, I know you are, because I'm going to tag you in it, just know I'm looking for you. And when I see you, it's niceness on site because we don't get you on a podcast. Exactly. But, um, Real quick, did you have a chance? I know it's been, you've probably been busy. I know it's been a lot of music dropping. Did you get a chance to hear the new Chance album or the YBN Corday album? I did not. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. You know what I mean? A lot of music comes out. But mm-hmm. um, real briefly, I, I want to touch on this real briefly. Because if I don't tell myself that I'm going to do this briefly, I will get into a huge TED Talk. Um, so let me start with the good news. Uh, YBN Corday, somebody who I've been hearing is super talented super young um i've been hearing everybody say that they like him from like the young the youngins to the old heads or whatever you want to call them <laughs> excuse me whatever you want to call them i heard this album and um i think this is one of my favorite albums of the year i think we're talking top five when i in my top five albums of the year this album i wasn't expecting it to be what it was i didn't know what to expect i didn't hear none of his singles like i like to just listen to the album in its entirety mm. and be with it and this guy can rap his ass off. He has beautiful pockets. He picks like the perfect collaborations. Him and Anderson Pack was crazy. Him and Pusha T, like he he's he's not outshined, like respectfully when he has these features, which is amazing for a kid his his age and his talent. It's also very soulful. Like the the, the nod he kind of gives this project to his mental health and to his grandmother, mm. something we can like all kind of relate to. I mean. It's an amazing, it's an amazing album. I would definitely want to get a chance, and maybe like when you're, I don't know how you create. Like I don't know if you create some music or what you create too, but if you do, yeah. I'll play that album and 
That's that'll, that'll be something, bro. It's super dope. I I like them like their whole group. Cause yeah, who is the, their whole group? So it's YBN Namir, YBN Corday, and then what's that one dude's name? YBN J something. Do you know his name? Huh? You know <laughs> he did the shoulder shrug. You know like, YBN like Corday. Corday. And like his crew. Yeah, what's the one dude's name? It's like J something. Cause I have no idea. Maybe. You, can you look it up, just in case, if you don't mind? I don't mean to give you a job off mic, but. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely check it out. Um, huh? Who's it? Almighty J. Almighty J. Yeah. I watched an okay. interview with them and like they're funny. They're just they're like some young kids that are cool kids really doing their thing. Yeah. And I think that's what I appreciate about him so much is like he's having fun, but he has a hunger, but he's also extremely talented. Yeah. So I would definitely check it out. I think it's called The Lost Boy. I think. Let me look that up on my phone. I think the album is called uh, Yes, The Lost Boy. Why be in Corday? Um, all right. So I'm going to talk about this very briefly. I will have an extensive conversation on this another day. Uh, Chance the Rapper dropped his debut quote-unquote album called The Big Day. Hmm. Um, how can I say this without sounding like a hater and not sounding so emotionally invested into his music? It's okay, bro. It's okay, right? We're all thinking it. Um, I'm a big Chance fan. I've invested a lot of money into supporting Chance, as I like to think as a fan. And I'm not owed anything. I don't expect anything. It was like, Art is art. If you support art, you give money to it. Yeah. This album, to me, um, it isn't it. It's not that great to me. I think Chance raps his ass off. I think he Chance is Chance the rapper as corny as it sounds isn't a really good rapper to me. He's always been. I feel like that's one thing that brought me to him is that he has really good rapping ability and a unique pocket and sound. But like production wise, length wise. I mean, time-wise, this album was just like, yo, like, <laughs> nah. I, I like Chance the Rapper. Like, I do, and I still like him, too. Like, I don't want people to get this confused. I feel like I stopped listening to him as much after Acid Rap. I'm going to be real. After Acid Rap? Yeah. I, of course, I heard songs from him after that, but I don't know. Like, sometimes people will make a leap and change and... Maybe he's just going for a different audience now. And I don't know what it is, bro. I don't know what it is. Like, I I got into this fucking thirty minute argument before I came outside with my friend about. Literally, I look like I was in this huge passionate conversation about why I was so like disgruntled by this album, and he was just like arguing with me about why it's not a bad album. And I told him this is one of his worst projects out of his entire discography. And we got into this huge debate, and like, yeah. I think I'm 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 just a, I'm, I'm a really big Chance fan, but um I'll leave this album to people to interpret themselves and evaluate themselves. But it's just not for me. Um, but see, like now I have just like fire and desire in my heart <laughs> to just like really go in about that album. But I'm not gonna do it because I'm better than that. Um, but talking about music, the other day, long story less long, the Colorado sunset was about to start cracking. And I was, you know, in my car, and I was kind of in a mood and a feeling, and I was uh, wondering what music I want to play to kind of just, like, marinate with whatever I was feeling at the moment. Because at the moment, I knew it wasn't one of those things I could just jump out of. I had to just kind of be with it and be okay with it. So I played Flower Boy. And 
as the sunset was hitting, I was playing the track uh, November, which is one of my favorite albums, uh, favorite tracks off that album. And, you know, he says, you know, take me back to November. And he has that, that part where he's asking people, like, people are saying what the November is, right? Like, my November was this, my November was that, my November is right now. And it got me to thinking, like, what is my November? And it made me want to ask the question, like, what is your November? So I was thinking to myself, and I want to ask you next, and I want to have some of the homies who are here too tell me what the November is. Um, I think I was thinking what my November was, and I think my November was, I think, what, 2014, 2015? Like my last year, my last years in college, I think it was just so much happiness. Like I was single, but like I was also like able to explore like the, like I, I, I used to think I was like the ugliest fucking kid growing up. And like I was like the weirdo and wasn't like da 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 da. And so like in, in college, I had this like new level of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Confidence in myself and my looks. I was finally figuring out that I was creative and like mm. the things that I wanted to do. And I was finding the things that I wasn't one to enjoy. And I was fucking with my homies and we we're all so cool. And like, I was having a university, like, like a, like a grown up university experience. And I was just like, damn, I just remember being so passionate, so motivated, so happy, so like carefree to an extent. And like ever since that year, I feel like it's just been a little different because you grow up and your mind changes. But I remember that was like the precipice of, just like damn, that year was just like yeah. a whole bunch of fucking joy. Um, what would you say is like your November? I'd say my November is probably like 2014, 2015, just because. Damn, around the same time. Yeah, I I hung out with my friends a lot at that time, and we were hanging out like every day, and it it wasn't necessarily us like hanging out every day that made it cool, but we were doing something every day. Yeah, I feel like every day was a productive day. And something was being made. Um, it's not gone now. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That bliss that I get from those moments, but that year it was, was just different. Yeah, it, it was hitting really hard back then. Yeah, yeah. bro, a hundred percent. Um, a couple to see. Everybody, a couple. Anybody else want to share the November in the room? I don't want. Don't feel pressured. Don't feel like you know what I'm saying. You do. All right, come on up. Come on, come on. I say come on up like it's a big studio in here, but literally all you gotta do is hop off my couch, like. So step over here real quick and then just say your name again and then tell me your November. Okay, so my name is Celeste and I feel like my November is currently taking place. Um, I feel like I'm in a place in my life where not necessarily like the stars are aligning and things are just like going my way, but I'm just happy and I'm, I'm not too comfortable with where I'm at. Like I'm not content with my situation but I'm working toward bigger goals and I can like see a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't feel stuck in anything. Is this like your first time feeling that way in a long time? Probably. Yo, yo, yeah. boom. Okay, anybody else? Feel free to come up here and tell me you're in Novembers. Trayvon, come tell us about your dreams. Like <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't you put me in that position. <laughs> So your name and then your November. All right. So my name is Elizabeth, um, and I'd say that my November was summer 2017. 
Um, it was the summer right after me and my friends graduated high school, and it was the most carefree, relaxed, responsibilities didn't exist. Um, and then that was actually right before all my friends, my closest friends moved away or out of state, out of country. Um, and that was probably the closest I felt to my friends. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful summer. Damn, that's crazy. Like, do you feel like, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Do you feel like, do you feel like, do you still talk to your friends? Like, do you, even though they're so separated, are you still super close friends or does it feel different because they're so far away? We're definitely still communicating. Um, we're all still in touch, but, you know, distance takes its toll and time takes its toll, especially with me. I feel like friendships are the strongest when. I don't know, we're in some sort of proximity together. But I'm sure if we, you know, met in the future at some distant time, we would still feel just as close. Last question. Does that motivate you, that the fact that they're so far away? Yes, I, I, I am motivated. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal to move out and, uh, you know, attain my goals. It's actually really nice seeing my friends flourish like that. That's beautiful. <laughs> High five. Oh, don't, don't leave me hanging. There we go. Now, one more prayer, and you don't have you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. It's okay. But do you? It's funny. It's funny is I think Celeste and Elizabeth. It's funny. I just said y'all's name, and I'm acting like I just forgot it. But Trayvon, I've known your name since I've got in here. So do you? You don't have to. But do you want to come up here and say you're November or no? Trayvon's November. Oh, he's getting oh, wow. up. He's getting up. Let's go. Trayvon eats baked beans before he goes to bed. <laughs> He got up. He's like, "I'm gonna roast you now." What is? Uh, say your name again. I just said it, but say your name again, and then say what your November is. My name is Trayvon, and I have many Novembers. However, the one that I'm gonna speak with you all about today is regarding a time I went to California. What was that? Like three years ago? It's breaking your board. It's breaking your board story. Is that? Yeah, it was it was, oh. it was the breaking my board story we had uh, talked about off air. What was that? That was yeah, that was off air. Um, and yeah, we had gone to the beach. I forget what beach it was. It was in uh, California. I think we were in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Was that the one with? I the, think so. Yeah. The Ferris wheel. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we went to Santa Monica, and uh, I don't know, man. Just, just kind of seeing the sun go down. You know. I'm with two people that, you know, um, I really enjoy being around. They inspire me, Javon and Tyler. And we were just having a great time on that trip. But that moment in particular was just like, man, it gave me a lot of hope for the future, a lot of peace in the present. And yeah, it was a great, it was a great time. And it's not the only one, but it was good. Bro, yes, my guy. I, I love feel this. that when you say like it's not the only moment. I have like several moments of pure bliss. Do you really? All the time. You want to give another one? I mean, they're not Novembers, but it's blissful. I feel that. Like hanging out with your friends, playing Smash Bros. Blissful. Yes. Staying at home inside all day, playing your Switch by yourself. Blissful. That could be depressing. Like, no. <laughs> Blissful. <laughs> Blissful. <laughs> Blissful as fuck. <laughs> nah, but honestly, like, little things like that give me a lot of joy, too. 
you know what's funny and i didn't think about it and saw her everybody say that november is is like because earlier you said it's an interesting question because i don't think we think about those happy times in our lives and i think hearing i remember that question yesterday i got me thinking like yo even though like i was saying how this year has been shitty for me and i was thinking like yo i have i can and i have so much appreciation for the shitty moments in my life because that means that my next november is gonna be fucking amazing like i'm gonna go through all this shitty shit for so like like for however how long it is and grow so much that when i'm able to enjoy that yeah like the november is gonna be nuts for me i think that's dope like super crazy but there um, definitely has to be a balance between the two like, big how balance. could you really know what happiness is if you haven't experienced like sadness to a certain degree exactly people don't think about that bro people don't think about that but man i'm getting sad um okay. <laughs> it's okay i'm gonna cry sure um but i'm gonna get to our last bit of music before we get ready to get out of here uh this is gonna be from uh kamau uh, an artist who I actually I uh, had the opportunity to interview and meet uh, when I was with Souls in Action as well. He just dropped a new project, um, and I'm going to play a song called Ivy off of that. And then I'm going to play the next song is by The Hamiltones, which is a super dope name. It's called Can't Buy You Love. It's their remix featuring the amazing, legendary, one of my favorite artists, Fonte. So let's get into this, let's get into this music. You're a part of me. Don't you part from me. Don't you pardon me, don't you park and go You're the hardest thing, you're the heart of me You're too harsh for me, don't you harbor any feelings of love To discourage you from giving it up Rising hot to ball, you're the hardest thing 
She put some Depeche on it, dog. It happens to the best. No need to stress on it. Destroy and rebuild. It leads you to your best moments. Money's the subject, and she gave you a test on it. Your heart's the variable, and love's the exponent. He jumped up out the chair, saying, "Look out, Tay. You be knowing you should go and write a book. I pay. Love to light the last fry by my cookout tray. You can try, but you can't buy it. That's the hook I say. Better tell him." Tones, and that was Can't Buy You Love remix featuring Fonte. And before that was Kamau, and that was his uh, song called Ivy off his latest project. 
um, before we get ready to wrap things up, of course, you know, as always, we do the prayer list. The prayer list is, you know, anybody you want to send, you know, positive energy to or just, you know, good spirits to. It can be anybody from, you know, somebody who's doing a pop up this week or just got a promotion to anybody maybe who, you know, isn't doing too well, you know, is depressed or, you know, in the hospital or something like that. So um, I can go first. You want me to go first? Who, who wants to go first? Um, you can go first. I bet. So on the prayer list, on my prayer list, I want to put um, my parents on there because they're coming into town this weekend. I haven't seen them in a long-ass time. So uh, I just want to make sure that, you know, they have a safe flight and it's going to be a good time while they're here. Mm, I want to put my relationship on there because that shit's been, like, going cool, but it has its moments. And, like, sometimes it's more than me. So, like, just making sure that that has as much, like, good energy going in it as possible. And um, who else? Two two more. Uh I want to put my homie Jordan on on the prayer list because UMS just passed, and this time last year during UMS we were working with Jack, and Jack, who you know from this year to the, uh, earlier this year, um, is no longer with us, and so I know there has to be a lot, a lot of emotions going on with him with Jordan as he was you know doing his show. I saw there were like you know uh, rest in peace Jack stickers and all that kind of stuff. So I want him you know put him keep sending that energy. To Jordan to keep on creating because you know Jack is still here. He's just going physically, not spiritually. And you know his energy is still here. And last but not least, I want to um, honestly put everybody in this room on the prayer list, yo. Like Christmas, I'm gonna say Tyler, Tyler. So help me out, Celeste. Oh, I was so nervous about messing it up. Celeste, uh, Trayvon, and Elizabeth. I want to put everybody here on the prayer list uh, because. I'm a, I'm a big person off of energy and just hearing certain things and kind of like reading into them just a little bit. And I feel like everybody in here is very like excited to an extent for the future. But I also know that with being excited, it becomes like the nervousness of like not knowing how to reach that level of excitement or to reach that level that you want to get to. You know what I mean? And so I just think that, you know, then I think we're all here to a certain extent are creatives no matter what we're doing. And so I just really... I, though I know you not more now And I am, don't know y'all fully But if y'all rock with him I can only imagine The passion that y'all have towards doing what y'all want to do And so I just really want to see us all win At the end of the day The whole thing about no one cares Is I want us to care enough about each other Because at the end of the day I don't like I don't get no joy out of this Unless people are successful Like unless you grow to be what you want to be and do what you want to do unless you do what you want to do unless you know home like the the music that i play he becomes big that's when i'm like yo i'm doing my part because they're going out there making shit happen but if, yeah. if i'm not moving nobody or like putting my support in nobody then like that'll mean nothing so i want to mm. put all y'all on there especially you bro because i've been watching you for a long time bro like, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. You mentioned, like, Najee Houston. Like, I, I don't I mean, I haven't been watching you since you were that little. That'd be kind of creepy. Yeah. But, like, just seeing how much you've grown. Fam, you hear that? It sounds like a train. Like a miniature train. Damn. But <laughs> a miniature train. <laughs> Yo, imagine if I had a mall train in my hallway. That'd be nuts. Like, a little that'd small train. But, um, so yeah, bro, I just, I, like I said, long story less long, I've just been seeing you grow and seeing everything you've been going through and just your progression and like it, that's it's admirable it's dope and i just can't like i'm excited to see the next levels of where it goes to oh, so you. of course bro so um what is your prayer list i'm gonna put my dear friend wilbur on my prayer list 
He's got a nasty cough. Oh man, I feel him. I feel him. Yeah, I was gonna take him to the vet the other day. Oh wait, who's Wilbur? You have a pig? Huh? You have a pig? Nah, Wilbur's. Yo, a why dog. she laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a joke? Is this a joke? Nah, Wilbur's a dog. Oh, a dog. And okay. He has a he has a bad cough. Like a bad bad cough. So I'm sending him my prayers. Okay, bad so, bad. So he can stop coughing. <laughs> um. I'm gonna send all of my friends a little prayer because I know they're all working hard. Facts. At what they want to achieve. And I just want to see them progress and be happy with the journey because that's what's important. It's the journey. That's what's going to build the character that you live with in your success. Um, I'm going to also put you on my prayer list. Oh, man. I like what you're doing and you're a really cool person. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, and I want to just, I want to see you keep doing your thing and growing. Thank you, bro. That's awesome. I appreciate that, man. I'm, that's that's the goal, man. Like if you, if you knew in my mind the ideas that I had and how I end up turning those ideas into like reaching out to people to see how I can make a platform every time I do something. Yeah. You'd be like, damn. But I really appreciate that, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I thank you for coming up here, bro. I'm so close to fifty, and shit's been getting harder since fifty. But the guests to me have been getting better and it's just been better conversations that's get closer um so before we get out of here bro tell the people your social handles and you <laughs> tell the people your social handles how they can uh follow you reach you and all that jazz so you can follow me on instagram my at is crispy's so crispy c-r-i-s-p-y-s-z boom and then if you want you can follow my tumblr it's crispy, crispy, crispy. Dot dot com. Do you have a premium Snapchat that you want to promote as well? Is that it? I do have a premium Snapchat, <laughs> <laughs> but Finsta. But y'all have to pay me for that. So DM me on my <laughs> my Instagram for my personal Snapchat. All right, y'all. Well, when <laughs> <laughs> yo, look at how I'm into this show. Uh, <laughs> once again, yo, thank y'all for pulling up. And um, without that being, you know, nothing else to be said. We're out of here. Much love to y'all. Peace out.